tight. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the No Chaser Podcast. I'm Tim Chantarangsu. I'm Ricky Shucks. And I'm Nikki Blades. We back in my crib quarantine edition of the podcast. And, of course, we got my special guest back again, David So Comedy. Um, at this point, this is the Genius Chaser podcast, <laughs> the No Brains podcast. No Brains, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I appreciate you coming through, man. You know, you basically, I mean, you're here every week so we can do the Send Foods Kitchen episodes. We've affected each other for quite a while now. If we haven't already, then, I mean, if, we, if we're if we not going to, if we haven't already, we, we both got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really careful about... Like, I, we don't really order out to eat anymore. Mm-hmm. We only cook our food and we only go to the grocery store when we have to. Yeah. I had, like, one N95 mask that I use. And then my parents own a beauty supply store, so before they closed down, they gave me the uh, the hair hairstylist gloves and stuff. Oh, shit. Okay. So I keep extra clean. Bruh, Chia cut my hair again. Um, and, like... Why would you let her do that, bro? <laughs> Your shit looks fucking crazy. Dog, I wish you never took off that mask. No, no. So she's never cut like like hair God. before, right? She's Damn. like, <laughs> yo, I wasn't expecting that shit at all. What the fuck, Chia? What the fuck? <laughs> so, so she did it a couple weeks ago. She just kind of like. So what's funny is we've been using my um her teeth. No, <laughs> just cracking up down there. Um, we've been using. Oh, also, I have this little uh. I had like a huge pimple on my on my hair because of like, fuck, dude, Juden Sen Foods. Remember we had that big ass piece of the Chicago deep dish pizza, first yep. like real cheese I've had in a minute, and like huge fucking pimple here. Yep. But luckily, Doctor Jart gave us a little brand deal recently, uh, acne products, and like we had these little pimple concealer things in the package. Hell yeah. Anyways, so um, like two weeks ago, I was getting fu- like shaggy right here, and I hate when my sides get fuzzy, bro. Like I feel just like. Not cute, you know what I'm saying? You should have just so, left it though, man. So no. So here's what we did. We took my um manscaped testicle hair trimmers. Uh-huh. And um and which actually they come with different like measurements of the guard and shit like that. So she kinda like she shaved the sides and it looked cool. It just it looked um there was no real fade to it, you know what I'm saying? Like it looked fine for what we needed though. So this past few days ago, she was like, Let me try and fade it a little, you know, a little give a little fade this time. You're such so, a good man. If Mariel ever came close to my head with clippers, I think I'd strike her down. It's like, yo, man. Well, here's the thing. Well, you know, Chia, okay, she's never, like, given a fade before, but she's done, like, ombre nails. Like, it's just a fade, you know what I'm saying? One thing mm. to another thing. So, you know, we did one strategy where, like, you know, you know how barbers, something, they do the line, and then yeah, they, and like, they shape they, it. Yeah, yeah, then they blend it. And, um, you know, it was, it was an okay second attempt, dude. It's definitely, you know, it's like... Uh, this this needs so we didn't really know what to do with the left side so we just kind of took it all the way up and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you combed your hair with a bag of knives. It's crazy. <laughs> we uh, we sent videos to my barber, my barber Vince, and Vince was like, "It's not that bad." He feels like with a couple lessons, she could be really good. Vince, you are a bold faced liar. Dude. <laughs> she slaughtered the backside of his head. That no, shit looks- baby, it looks good. It looks like somebody cut your hair who only had knuckles and no fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Talking so much shit out there. 
You want some soju? Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. The f- I think you're okay with getting random haircuts because you. I feel like you're going to have hair for the rest of your life. I think my hair is going to last like another 10 years and I'm done. Well, here's the thing. Also, my hair grows really fast. Yeah, so you're fine, man. So, like, oh, dog. By, by the time, uh, in like two more weeks, my shit, you won't even be able to be t- Even if she fucked my shit up. In two weeks, you wouldn't even be able to tell. It would just you have look so like much fucking hair, it's annoying. <laughs> My hair's really it's, thick. It's luscious. It's, it's luscious hair. When you do that imitation of Nikki Blaze, is that how she actually sounds? And I'm Nikki Blaze, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Da, 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 da. Cheers. Ooh. Yes. So Nikki was originally a, uh, a Wild and Out cast member. Or... No, Nikki Blades. Uh, so I've known Nikki for a long time. We, we forget exactly how we became like acquaintances or friends or whatever but we've always been cool i hit her up when i was when i was in the bay area um and then one time uh i had um two free tickets to go watch a golden state warriors game and um and none of my like normal people i would hit up in the bay was available and i was like i was like blaze yo you want to come to this game with me and she's like huge you know she's a huge like sports fan anyway so she came with me and um and then we've just been friends, you know what I'm saying? And then she became a Wild and Out girl for a season when we were shooting in Brooklyn. And, um, and now she's been doing radio in, um, in uh, shit, what area is that? Um, not Sacramento, but- um, San Jose? No, not San Jose. Stockton, Modesto. Stockton. Okay. Yeah, 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 Stockton. She does, she does K-Win radio. Is she from Stockton? She's from, we just had a whole discussion about this. She's from that area. She's from a small town um, in that area. Not Modesto. I forget. I'm sorry, Blades. We, we literally did a whole mukbang where she broke down where she was from in, in that area, and I totally forgot. But yeah, out there in the Bay. Shout out to the Stockton homies uh, real quick, but you guys know that your city is trash. <laughs> that place, well, when I grew up, Stockton was like, it was hood. Yeah. It probably still is. I know there's like a, a lot of areas that got a lot better, but Stockton, there was literally nothing to do because the only people that were around, the, it was like farm towns and shit, right? Because mm-hmm. Sac- Sacramento's a fucking farm town. That's what she said. Blades always talked about she grew up in some city with fucking cows everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So that's like the whole Stockton area. And people from Stockton, like it was, there was so much of nothing to do there. Mm-hmm. They would go to Sacramento which had nothing to do. So mm. that's so when you go from Stockton to Sacramento, that just shows how much there isn't anything to do out there. But there was a lot of like Asian gangs out there and shit. And when did you move from Sacramento to out here? <sighs> like 10 years ago now. It's been like a solid 10 years, man, which is so weird. Why? Why'd you move? Well, because like, uh, well, you know, like when I was doing stand-up in Sacramento, it, it's interesting, like you could do well in small stand-up clubs, right? Mm-hmm. But then when the whole like YouTube thing started popping off and I did the whole Alexander Wallace video, mm-hmm. I was still in college at the time. I only had like a few more units before I was going to graduate. Really? And I was, in, I was an undergrad for five years. So you would imagine how many credits I had. And then uh, I just remembered like, <laughs> if I can't find a purpose for why I'm doing something, I just can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if I'm doing well at it. It doesn't matter if I'm good at it. It doesn't, it, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. So I just remember the last day that I was, uh, I was in class. I still remember this day. And I said, this is after the, the whole video popped off and I was doing some other videos. I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need college. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was this blue book test. And I just took this like highlighter sharpened, drew a big old smiley face in it. <laughs> and I just closed it over and I turned it in and I just walked out. Really? And then I dropped out of college. Bro, I was in college for six years before I dropped out. <laughs> I was like five and a half, bro. <laughs> hey, we're the same person. <laughs> I guess so. So here's, here's, here's what happened with me. Um... 
because you know I, I I liked college. I, I had a good yeah. time. I was having a good time. But um, at first I was a communications major because in my head I was like, even though I'm here to get a degree, let me do something that I can maybe turn into something in the entertainment business, right? Yeah. So get a communications degree, maybe I'll uh, do something in broadcasting, blah, 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 right? And then after, I want to say a few years of communications, I thought about it and I was like, wait a second. If, if I'm doing this as like a quote-unquote backup degree, then I should do it with something that has nothing to do with entertainment because like, fuck it, like I don't feel like my degree in college is going to help me in the entertainment area. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me do something completely different. Do something that I, I grew up doing and I was like, let me be an art major, right? Yeah. Because I always like was drawing. I was always the fucking art, artsy kid in class, right? Um, and cool though. And cool. And so, and then I, so then I switched to art and art was fucking hard like i thought it was gonna be like oh cool i like to draw pictures like this should be lit i'll do some graphic design shit it'll be fun right but it was so difficult because i didn't realize that i'd first of all i'd be in a class full of people who were the best artists in their class you know what i'm saying i didn't realize how competitive it would get and and i was for sure like the worst one in my class for certain classes and it's like art major dog it's like six hour classes on like etching on like shading you sit there for six hours drawing shit painting shit i was a shitty painter i hated it i loved like sketching and drawing but painting i was terrible and um and then it's like (coughs) (laughs) and then you get these very uh pretentious art students you know what i'm saying where it's like i took um a video some type of video art class and and i was kind of doing the youtube shit but everything in that class had to be very, you know, abstract and what does this symbolize and blah, blah, blah. And I just got so sick of, um, of forcing creativity. And I always tell people that I feel like when you become an art major and you have to be artistic and creative for a grade, it ruins your passion for it. Mm. You know, and after I dropped out of college, um, I didn't even I didn't even draw for the longest time. Like, I forget that I know how to draw sometimes until yeah. I'm just kind of like sketching and I'm like, oh shit, someone's like, oh shit, that's really good. I'm like, oh yeah, I've, I forgot that I like to do this, yeah, you yeah, know? Because yeah. going to school for it completely ruined my like my passion for it because you have to, to get a good grade, you kind of have to switch your mentality and be like, what is my professor going to like? Not what do I like, you know? Because yeah. if they don't understand you, then they're like, oh, okay, this is weird. You get that's, that's the same concept with just like, uh, like, you know, social media content <clears throat> too, mm-hmm. right? Because after a certain while, when when um, I remember you just we just start chasing certain views. Mm-hmm. You stop creating for what makes you laugh and what makes you happy. Yeah, and then you're just trying to chase trends. Mm. I mean that's why like certain <clears throat> apps like TikTok do really well. And like I it was so funny I had this conversation with this old guy on on Twitter mm. and I blocked him after because <laughs> he just, I just wanted to annoy him. I don't know why quarantine David is weird now. <laughs> I'm just arguing with people just for the fuck of it, but. This guy was telling he was I was like, yeah, you know, dancers should get on TikTok because it's a it's a platform geared for you. Right. Mm. And the reason why I mentioned that, because I had a, co- a couple of conversations with, with these uh, dancer friends of mine, you know, from the hometown. And like TikTok is whack. And I'm like, why? Why do you say that? Yeah. Like, they're like, well, these guys who do these dances, they're not real dancers. Well, you're judging it based on what you want from the app. They're yeah. just doing it for fun. 
And there's people who are good choreographers that are using TikTok to get notoriety mm -hmm. and they're booking gigs. You're not booking gigs, mm -hmm. right? Because you're sitting there and you're just angry and hating at people who are doing well at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They don't have to dance the way you dance. That's your snobbery. That's your snobbery type of shit. Mm -hmm. And so the thing about that was I was saying like TikTok is, is about viral content because the, the platform is based on what's popping. You don't even have to think of shit. Mm -hmm. They'll show you what's popping. You just copy it and do it better. Right. And so I was like, oh, this is a very unique platform where it's geared for people who don't want to think. And it's just stuff that's already created for you. And that's a different part. And this old guy was just like, there's no difference between TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. This all social media is all the same. I was like, it's not. TikTok yeah. is very, very unique. It's viral content real quick. Very fast. They're all kind of unique to each other. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I kind of had to learn that too. Like even to the, to the point where um, I'll write, an in, I'll, I'll write a, a caption for something that I put on Instagram, right? And then when I want to put it on Twitter, I'm like, automatically I, I change the caption a little bit mm. because I feel like it'll be the exact same video, but I feel like, nah, Twitter's going to react better if I word it like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's weird because, you know, being content creators, you know, we'll put, we'll put a certain something somewhere and it'll go crazy. And then you expect it to just blow up on every other platform and it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, like I've tried to take my YouTube content and reformat it and put it on TikTok, but they do not give a shit yeah. about a fucking well-produced, funny-ass skit on TikTok to the point where, dog, I went on TikTok, TikTok meeting and, um, and one of the ladies up there, she was like, Yo, you know, we think you'd be so good. You could kill it on TikTok, blah, blah, blah. You have the personality for it, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've been in the space for so long. And I was like, well, you know, I've, I've been putting stuff on TikTok, but it's been my YouTube stuff and it's all kind of really produced. And she went, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, that's not what they want on there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They want really organic, just like this, this is just having fun. It is what it is shit, yeah. you know? That's, that's the difference. It's like when some people look, when you're an older person and you look at what young kids do and you're trying to judge and put your perspective of an old person who doesn't even know what the fuck they're doing yeah. and telling them how to do it, it's dumb. It's not for you, dude. Mm -hmm. You old. Stay old, man. Like Even for me, as I get older, I, I start to understand less what young people do. Not because I can't understand it. I just don't give a fuck. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I'm in a different space now. So when I see them enjoy it, I'm like, that's dope because that's what YouTube was for us. Mm -hmm. That's what all that shit was. Like MySpace. That's what MySpace was for us. Right. And so it's, it's weird when I see an, an older person tell a younger person what the app space is for. It's mm -hmm. like, you don't fucking know, dude. Let the kids be kids. Shut the fuck up. Now, y'all know me. You guys know I love to eat. I love food. I love to eat out. But I can't be eating out at restaurants right now because we need to be staying home. But that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy my favorite food from my favorite spots because Postmates, baby. All right. Now, check this out. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. No, they actually make life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Now that's facts. True story, one time I Postmated some dental floss to my hotel room because I had already showered, already put my PJs on, but I really needed to floss because I probably ate some like something garlicky or something, some corn was in my teeth or something like that, and I needed it. So no more trips to the store. 
No more late night fast food runs and I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch, okay? Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour and for a limited time. I'm going to hook y'all up. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code NOCHASER, okay? That's code NOCHASER for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. What's up, y'all? So first of all, we got to talk about these things that I'm wearing in my ear right here. Raycon earbuds, you already know. Look around you. It's a wireless world, and everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon, son. You already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as the top audio brands you know. Their newest model. The everyday E25 earbuds are their best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Now, I wear mine when I go to the gym. Well, I'm not going to the gym right now, but I wear mine when I'm doing my lap around the neighborhood or to the park or whatever. And um, and I love them because, you know, there's nothing dangling. There's no things dangling down. It just fits real cozy right into your ear. No stems, no wires, nothing like that, all right? And check this out right here just for y'all. I got the latest and greatest earbuds for you. You get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash no chaser, all right? That's buyraycon.com slash no chaser for 15%. 15% off your order. I got you. It's the same with music, right? Because it's like, I, even though I feel like I should kind of pay attention to what's what's popping nowadays, especially yeah. as somebody who like um, raps, yeah. I feel like I should be paying attention to the, 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 the guys that are popping nowadays, right? But then the other day I tried to listen to some new shit and I just wasn't interested, you know? And I was like, mm, huh, not for me. It's hard, man. Yeah, and, and I feel like I should... Kind of have my ear to it, and 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 to be fair, you know, I, I do like, I I, I pay attention to, to what's popping, this and this and that, but like I don't to compared to back when I was a kid in high school, right? When someone had a new album out, I would go immediately to fucking you know, warehouse or tower, get the album. Yep. I'd bump the whole thing front to back, listening to it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if I liked it, I liked it. Keep bumping it. If I didn't like it, whatever, I was done with it, you know. But now. And I was looking at kids on Twitter like, how do y'all, you know, an album will come out one day, they're automatically streaming it, talking about it, to the point where if you talk about it a week later, they're like, you're mad late on that, you know? Yeah. And I was looking and I was feeling, at first I was like, how do you guys have the energy to keep up with all this new music? And then I realized, oh, that's just, I was like that back then. I really cared back then. But now it's kind of like, I'd rather listen to my shit that I already know, that I like, Mm -hmm. And maybe the occasional shit will get me interested enough to actually really listen, but it's rare nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know when you, but it's also too like the way they consume art now. <laughs> it's way more fast paced, and mm-hmm. people don't sit with it anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you've noticed, like, when an album drops, right? There's people who automate, and this is not just like younger people. This is critics. They go hottest album of the year. How you only heard it 
right now. Right. You didn't get a pre-release of this fucking music. Mm. So how do you know how dope this music... Because you know like when people create music, like I'll use Russell for an example. Mm. Like Russell, when he made his album from front to back, everything has a story and it, call, it all intermingles together. If you listen from front to fucking back, yeah. that's just the thought process that it takes to create an album, right? But a lot of people now, they'll listen to it once and they go either that's dope or that's whack which is fine mm-hmm. but you got to at least listen to it front to back mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's you have to give it a chance mm-hmm. like when i when uh, john legend's album came out revolver mm-hmm. i was so used to his old stuff when i listened to revolver i didn't like it and mm-hmm. i just listened to a few tracks and i went away from it like a few months after that i put it in i listened to front to back i was like that's one of my favorite john legend albums dude and you know and that's the thing about it is like there's a few albums from back in the day that took uh, a few listens before it really starts to uh, like gain on you yeah. and and it's weird to say that out loud because you feel like why should I have to force myself to like something right yeah, yeah, I either yeah. gonna like it right away or I'm not gonna like it but yeah. but it's not true mm-hmm. sometimes shit really does grow on you you know what I'm saying sometimes you are not in the mindset of I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna really listen to this right now sometimes shit maybe just needs to play in the background for a little bit or yeah it, yeah, or yeah yeah you're right it needs to kind of all play together maybe you're on a fucking road trip Mm -hmm. and you're like i'm gonna sit back and really take this in then it all kind of comes together the way it should you know i had a i had an experience that with that uh with that one kanye song uh la da 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 wait till i get my money right when that first came out i didn't like it Mm. i i did i was like the only one of my friends that didn't like it Mm -hmm. and i think i was so predisposed to liking all these like you know, man, Nate's color bends. I push miracle whips. I was waiting for those lines in that song because <coughs> right. those were the. That was the reason why I liked Kanye. He had all these like fucking gems in his music. I love those fucking like hot one liners. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have that in this song, right? Mm-hmm. And so for for me, anyways, for my taste, and so I kind of dismissed it. And then one day I was driving in my car, and the song came on. I was like, this shit's fucking tight. Yeah, and you was like, no, 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 no. I was like, this shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. That's tight. <laughs> that shit was fucking dope, man. Kanye's, Kanye's, what I appreciate about him as an artist the most is that every album that he has put out has been different from the previous. Yeah, true. He never lets people put him into a box. He goes, you like this shit? Well, guess I'm trying something new. You like that shit? I'm trying something new. He never does something the same in any way. That's what I always uh, appreciated about Kanye um, is that he was never afraid to just... Uh, be an artist with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take risks, do some different shit, even when everyone was calling him weird. And, uh, uh, excuse me. Granted, <laughs> some of this is weird. Oh, but, really weird. But it's still like, I will always be a Kanye fan. Look, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will always be a Kanye fan unless he, um, I don't know, unless he fucking throws a baby off a. No, I'll still be it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Michael Jackson dangled his child off, but I was still a Michael yeah. Jackson fan. That's, that's where my mind went. I was like, nope, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> because you still love Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know what they're doing? They're they're putting out another series of the whole R. Kelly shit. Another one. An, I, was, I was like, it, the first one was already too long. He's already in jail. Exactly. Like, what the fuck's the whole point? But they're doing another, like, six-part series of it. Really? They're really stretching that shit out, man. Because even the first docuseries, it could have been, shit, like, shortened down to three episodes. No, I loved it. Yeah, but that shit was a little... It was fucking funny, that's why. It, oh, it was ridiculous. It, it was crazy. It was sad, but it was one of the most funniest documentaries next to Tiger King. Tiger King, new episode comes out tomorrow, you know. There, it's for with Joe Exotic, right? I think it's like, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I think it's definitely going to be like a, a an update on everybody. Question, Carol Baskin killed him? Or oh, of course. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> of course. 100% I, she murdered her fucking husband. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. You, did you hear that they opened the case back up? 
<gasps> yeah, dog. Dog, Netflix is so fun. Netflix be ruining people's lives, dude. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm all good. Netflix comes out with a documentary, case open. People again. that think they're chilling. Carol Baskins, she said that, you know, she only agreed to the documentary. Did you hear about this? Uh-uh. She only agreed because she thought it was going to be a whole expose on that world. She thought it was going to be like um, how Blackfish was for SeaWorld. She thought that's what it was going to be. Like, she thought the whole thing was going to be about exposing these people that are running these uh, big cat zoos. Yeah. And she had no idea, like, I guess, that it was going to be more of, like, a narrative on the people yeah. in that world. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like the guy that even started doing the documentary, I mean, how could he know that all these people would be so fucked up? He didn't. I mean, he literally found Joe Exotic because he was, what, doing a docuseries on people who were smuggling in snakes. Right. And they meet this guy who's picking up a snake who had a fucking wild cat in a beat-up van. He goes... Fucking snow leopard, dog. Yeah. He's like, this is a better documentary. Yeah. That was the craziest part, too. He went, he went from one doc to another, and he, and he finds a bigger story with the most trashiest human beings on Earth. The wildest shit, and I was just talking to Rick about this, was... um. Fucking Travis accidentally killing himself. Yeah, and the fact that they had that camera in the corner to caught the other dude's reaction. Was it an accident, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was being stupid. Because if you watch it, if you watch it again, Travis said he was like, he was just waving the gun around. And and the dude that was supposed to be Joe's um, campaign manager was like, like, well, chill out. I call him him Steve Green. (laughs) He looks like Steve a little bit. Sure. Like they have a. If Steve was kind of fat. Yeah, Steve was like fat and short. Okay. But yeah. they, they look like, he doesn't look like, he looks like he could be related to Steve. You just think all white people look alike. They do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, he was like, Travis was waving the gun around and the guy was like, a little like, whoa. And then Travis was like, no, 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 I would never, this is not loaded. I would never like, like load this up. He's like, and then he was fucking around, put it to his head, pulled the trigger and it fucking popped. Oh, shit. I thought he killed himself. No, it was an accident. Oh my God. You know what the best part of that documentary was though? The eulogy after. <laughs> Travis would always... Put my balls in it. Put put his balls in my face. That's the type of person he was. We we call them his golden nuggets. Everybody knows about his golden nuggets. Y'all know about his golden nuggets. While his mom's sitting there. I know. I was like, and then he starts singing that. You know what? He's not even the real singer in those countries. I know. What the fuck was that about? That was the biggest betrayal for me. (laughs) I thought it was him the whole time. Because I was like, oh, man, look, say what you will about fucking Joe. The the man got a voice. (laughs) (laughs) And here's what I read. So... The people that were producing all those songs, they thought they were producing music for Joe's reality show. So Joe would be like, hey, I need a song about this. So they'd be like, all right, cool. And they would do the song for him, send it to Joe. And they didn't know that Joe was pretending like he was fucking the artist until they randomly saw it on YouTube one day. Oh, my God, dude. That's (laughs) fucking hilarious. It's crazy how he created this small and everybody's hero is that Doc Antle guy. Mm. Everybody looks up to Doc Antle. He was the one with like seven different wives. Well, he had all the hoes, yeah. He had all the fucking hoes. The craziest thing is the person who, uh, Carol Baskin, who's supposed to be this person who's doing thing, doing this for altruistic reasons. Yeah. She's the one making the most money. Yeah, I know. She is the most ballin'. So if you guys haven't watched the doc, essentially Joe hates Carol Baskin. If you guys haven't watched it, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, my bad. But <laughs> Joe Exotic hates fucking Carol Baskin. Like yeah. every video that he puts up, by the way, he documents every day of his fucking life. Yeah, what kind of like freak does that? <laughs> What kind of freak on YouTube does that, man? (laughs) 
And then he has a camera crew following him around. But every video he talks about how much he wants to kill Carol Baskin, mm -hmm. how much he fucking hates her. Yeah. And so they have this ongoing battle because he's the one that I guess he's saying that he loves these animals, but she's saying that he's an animal farm. But he says that's the same thing about her. So everybody's basically a crook in this documentary. Do you believe he was set up or do you think he actually hired somebody to kill her? I think he's dumb enough to actually try to hire somebody to kill her because mm. he's fucking stupid. Yeah. He is dumb as shit. I was, oh man, I don't know, man. I, I, I do think he was dumb as shit. But I also kind of believe, who was it that was on the documentary saying, like, Joe's too dumb to, to, to actually do that shit. Like, when, when they mm. said that the other guy, um, <gasps> the other guy's, uh, the, the one that, that got hired supposedly for 3000 Yeah. And I was like, when they said 3000 was the number, I was like, there's no way. Who, who actually thinks that 3000 is enough to go kill somebody? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was like, that, that sounds funny to me. The fact that that was the number, I was like, that sounds wonky to me. You mm. know what I'm saying? Um, so when somebody else was saying like, yeah, I think, like what, what was the other guy's case? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Lowe. Yeah. I, I for sure can kind of believe like that. he set like, him up. That he, yeah, Jeff Lowe set him up. Now I know it's a weird time we're in. The world is in a weird place. It's weird vibes. Everyone feels a little funny. Even I feel a little funny inside, all right? But sometimes I just really need someone to talk to. I need someone to listen to me, you know what I'm saying? I need someone to just communicate with. And if you guys are going through this, or maybe something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, then maybe you should check out BetterHelp, all right? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, okay? It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Um, the service is available for clients worldwide. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you would with traditional therapy. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health of an inexperienced professional. Special offer, I got you guys. No Chaser listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Tim, okay? That's betterhelp.com slash Tim for 10% off your first month. Now, y'all know me. Y'all know I value my junk and I like to make sure it's comfortable and presentable and that's why I F with Mac Weldon, okay? Mac Weldon. Mission is simple, to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient, all right? Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now, okay? Trust me, I'm wearing them right now. They're comfortable. My junk looks real good. The designs are dope, all right? And, and you know, they got all your basics, socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, and new adjustable Storm Chaser rain jacket really are the longest lasting, highest quality items on the market. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I went to the website, super easy to navigate. I picked out some hoodies, I picked out some shirts, I picked out some socks. Everything's mad comfy, easy to shop for, and they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they will refund you, no questions asked, all right? And because they value their loyal customers, that's why they've created the Weldon Blue Loyalty Program. Here's how it works. Create an account, totally free. Level one, place an order for any amount and never pay for shipping again. 
Level two, once you purchase $200 worth of products from MacWell, then not only will you continue to receive free shipping, but you will also start saving 20% on every other order you make for the next year. Damn, son. Also, level two grants you access to new products before they're released to anyone else, as well as free gifts added to future orders. Wow, that's crazy, okay? Just for my No Chaser listeners, for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code NOCHASER, okay? MacWeldon.com, promo code NOCHASER for 20% off your first order. Boom! I might have to agree with you on this one. You know this guy, just to put it out there, when the whole Juicy Smoulier thing happened, <laughs> he was the first one that said to me, he was like, you know what? Seems a little little fake. Seems a little fake. And I went, oh shit, that doesn't make sense. A black man eating Subway at night? <laughs> it, was, it was at like 2 a.m. in Chicago. Bro, okay, look, can I tell you something? Fucking Rick sent that to me, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, this shit seems weird. And he was like, thank you. And we were the only ones that were like saying it to each other. We're like, this doesn't seem right, right? And, um, but of course it was like, you know, how, you know, fuck, uh, anti, you know, it's a hate crime against blacks, hate crime against gays. It's like, it felt all the celebrities were showing support. So, I, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're not allowed to say, this is weird. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I kept my mouth shut, especially as a not gay, not black. Yeah. I was like, hey, uh, that sucks, right? Yeah. But it was one homegirl, uh, my homegirl Rachel, who produces for MTV. I don't know why y'all needed to know that. She posted something on her story, and I DM'd her, and I was like, Rachel, this is weird, right? So I started talking to her about it, and then she was like, hmm. And then when all the shit came out, I was like, yes! <laughs> Me and Rick were like, we were like fucking gloating to each other, bro. Yeah. We were like, Yes! The, old, the funny thing is I never really, just like how most people do when you send a, a link to somebody, I never really looked into the actual details. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that got me really suspicious was after you said that and I kind of looked into it and I was like, this is a really hyper convenient thing. Right. A little too hyper. And, first, and the first thing that popped up in my head after you mentioned that, I was like, who the fuck knows who you are, dude? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know that many people that watch the show. Juicy Smoulier. I didn't even heard it. Like, that, that was the thing, bro. Like I okay, I'm I'm pretty involved in uh, hip hop yeah. culture, right? I don't watch Empire like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Juicy Smoulier is. Yeah, like facts. If they're that race, they're not watching Empire of all shows, dude. Yeah, because I had no idea who he was prior to that. I didn't know he was on Empire or anything else. And I was like, oh, now this sounds a little suspicious. After you plant that shit in my head, I was like, how would they know who the fuck you are? Doesn't make sense. Absolutely not. And the funny thing, they found out it was like two African dudes that he paid to do It was crazy. The whole <laughs> shit is crazy. People paid two African guys to do that shit. You couldn't find a single a racist white person to do it. Also, this soju is crazy. It's a little, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard. It tastes good, though. So this soju right here, uh, um, they, Thrillist sent it to us because we were doing a Korean episode of Send Foods. And um, I thought they had sent Japanese whiskey because I didn't recognize the... Uh, Racist. Because, yeah, because I don't... All these fucking doodles look the same to me. Sad thing is he showed me that bottle and I was like, that's Japanese whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Korean. <laughs> I honestly, um, I didn't realize how similar Korean and Japanese characters were, were, were similar. Yeah, This is Korean? This is, this is no, this is uh, Chinese right here. So this, is, this is Hanmun. This is Korean. While. Um, so yeah, so you would you would have thought this was Japanese or Chinese. So like in Korea, so in Chinese, right? Hanmun, Chinese lettering. Uh, Japanese people have a similar form of it called kanji, 
And when Japanese people write, they use hiragana, katakana, and kanji. Okay. Right? And kanji is a derivative of, a really close derivative of Chinese writing. Isn't kanji rice soup? Uh, kanji. Yeah. No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the confusing thing about Japanese. If you guys learn Japanese, hiragana, it's very simple, easy, easy. You could learn hiragana in like a week, okay. right? Then you have katakana, and katakana, that alphabet from what I remember from Japanese class, those lettering is the same thing as hiragana, just different letters, but they use that to write English words. What the? So if you say paper bag, you have to write <laughs> oh. it in katakana. And then uh, Japanese is write, written in either hiragana or kanji, which is basically Chinese lettering. You know what's interesting? Did you know that um, sign language is different in different countries? What? So I thought that if, <laughs> if you spoke sign language, right? <laughs> oh yeah, we have talked about this. Yeah, I remember this. Just <laughs> this is abortion: is you cradle the baby, you grab a piece of garbage, and you throw it away. So for context. <laughs> I brought up how I thought all sign language was the same. Like if you spoke sign language in English, you could communicate with somebody who say spoke sign language in, in Japan, right? But that's not true because it's different from country to country because shit is different in different countries. For example, the sign for window in American sign language is um, it's, it's this or something. Um, and in Japan, it's this because the windows open differently out there. Um, so upskirt, look in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a thing called um. There's this Japanese porn shit you can look up. We, me and Ricky's always laugh about it. It's called sharking. I know what sharking. You is. know what sharking? Where they where they rip down the tops, right? Yeah, yeah. Where they just run by, rip the tops down, rip the skirt up, it's and one of run the, away. It's the dumbest, funniest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, dude. You know, there's a more extreme version of sharking. I, I don't know what the term is called, but when I was when we were looking up sharking videos, right? It was like me and a bunch of high school buddies. Yeah. There was another portal to weird porn yeah. where it's sharking, but they don't pull down their clothes. They just run by, they come on their face. Oh God. No, I've seen this shit too. And that's the thing about it is like, it sounds fucked up, right? But it's obviously fake. Yeah, they're not real. They're all porn actresses. Yeah, not... it's obviously fake. So yeah. it's like, that's why it's not fucked up. You, yeah. can, you can watch it and jack off to it and enjoy it. Because, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, literally, they, like, the, the guys would be, like, jagging off, waiting, and then run up to somebody, and then she's like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, and, and he's just, like, holding head. the top of her head really lightly. <laughs> and then she goes, I can't stop this. And then he just jacks off her and he runs away. Japanese porn is so funny. We talked about Japanese porn the last time you were here, too. Um, but that's why, like, Sometimes when I when I feel like jerking off to some weird shit, I'll just look up. You're the only one that I know that likes Japanese porn. What? Yeah. Really? I, I'm not a big fan of Japanese porn because of the noise. You don't like the little squeals? No. Like I can't. I can't. I like it. Man, I get down on. Uh, I get down on all types of different porn. You know, like like everything. Hey, do you get mad sometimes when? Because I don't really know porn star names except for like a few classic ones from back in the day. Just mm. because porn is so accessible. <coughs> yeah. And I don't watch porn as much as I used to, but every now and then I'll find like a gem of a porn where I'm like, this one's amazing, mm. and then I forget the title of it and it's just lost. I don't. I can never find it again. Oh no! If I find a gem. I, uh, I I save it in a little note. There was one recently, like a couple months ago, that I found, and it wasn't even porn. It was it was a porn model. It was a half Japanese, half white girl, and she was just doing a photo shoot, like a oh. porn photo shoot. But she was so. It wasn't even because of the porn aspect. She was just one of the prettiest girls I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. And then I was like, 
I should remember who this person was. And then I just, I forgot what the fuck I was doing. I think I was making a YouTube video. I came back and then the, it was gone. And I was like, I don't remember her name. I, I know I have a terrible memory. So if I find one that I know I just, I love, then I like, I, I, put, I have a little like notepad of links. <laughs> this was a fucking professional. <laughs> she just opens this up. What is this organized doc here, dude? You never have a spreadsheet for anything. It's like my taxes are all in a pile in the corner, but my, my porn selection is super organized. Don't touch that! <laughs> it's like I just pictured you just color categorizing everything. <laughs> Based on the color of the nipple, dark brown, light pink. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. Porn's, but, porn has gotten so weird. Like, I, Do you remember the first time you ever watched porn? Of course. I'll tell you right now. I'd say the first first time I liked it and I and I hated it. I was disgusted by it because I didn't know what it was. What? So yeah, I've, so I've told this story on the podcast before, but I'll, I'll tell it again because uh, you know y'all don't listen to all the episodes anyways. And um, yeah, so <laughs> I remember being a little kid, right? I was helping. I couldn't have been older than like eight. Uh, I was helping my mom clean out all her like organize her VHSs, you know. And there was one one. Uh, it was like two VHSs. They were kind of like put together. They were taped together. And I was like, what is this? So my mom was in another room. I was kind of going through all the tapes. I took the tape off of the tape, put it in the VCR. <clears throat> and as soon as I pressed play, I heard a, uh, and I saw something going into something. I was like, eject. Whoa, gross. What was that? Disgusting. Tuck that away. Forget about that. And then years went by. Like I'm talking about years. Yeah. And then one day, I think I was in my room, in my bed or something, and I remembered it, and I was like, there's porn in the house. <laughs> I had like a fucking Raven Simone vision, you know? I was like, there's porn in this apartment, right? So immediately I went into my mom's stash trying to find all the whatever VHS to see if I could recognize it, right? So, so I could find fucking porn, because this was before the internet was really popping like that, you know, where I could go on the internet and just watch porn, you know? So I was like, there is fucking porn in this house somewhere. And I was probably, I don't know, junior high, eighth grade, barely beginning to figure out how to even jack off, right? So I was helping my mom move uh, a dresser one day, and then one of the drawers opened up, and in the back of the drawer, there's a tape. And I was like, holy shit. This is it. I took, I took it. I ran into my room. I put it under my mat, under my desk, and I waited, right, for everyone to go to sleep. And then finally, I fucking plopped it in the VCR. I was like, yes. It was called The Tall Dark Stranger. It was from the fucking 80s. And it was like a guy, a guy with like long, blonde, curly hair, and he had sunglasses on. And every time he took his sunglasses off, if he made eye contact with with women or, or whoever, they, fuck them. they would get all horny and want to fuck. Not, not even just fuck him, just fuck anybody, right? And that was the porn that I fucking, that was my go-to. Like, Harry Bush, 80s cassette of a That's tall, dark stranger. The first time I ever watched, it wasn't even watched porn, it was a photo. It was my neighbor from across the street, and this is like 56K <laughs> modem shit. Mm -hmm. And I just remember just dying. I was like, please, hurry up and reveal the titty already, because it would just take forever to load the fucking photo. Yeah. Beep! And I would finally look at titties, and it was so fucking nice. But I remember the one thing. I couldn't watch guy on girl porn because I couldn't stand looking at a dick. <laughs> so it, it would have to be lesbian porn only. I went through that phase for a while. I watched a lot of lesbian porn. And then, for, and then, and then I got to a point where I became a man, and I was like, show me that dick, bro. <laughs> show me that fucking dick going in there. Some people had a conversation. I forgot where I saw this, but it was, it was the concept of it was – 
was it was did I have this conversation? I might have had this conversation with a group of friends. It was guys and girls, but they uh, we were we were having a discussion about is it gay to watch another guy fuck a lady because it's not you fucking the person you're watching a guy's dick go into somebody else so is that is that gay or something like that or is, why does that not gross guys out it's definitely not gay cuz here's the thing you're not looking at the guy's like face you you're are picturing yourself as that guy you're you're imagining yeah you you're putting your dick in that dick's position yes you know that's what I was saying too. They didn't understand the. Con- this is what the conversation was too. It was it was a conversation about jacking off. Okay. It was like, how are you a straight man if you jack off if you're grabbing a dick? <laughs> That's what the weird conversation was. And I was like, well, it was, we're not grabbing a dick. Once we go into the imagination mode, that that hand's a pussy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know what I mean? It's not. It, once it's apparent, it's a hand. It's, it's floppy. It's not like, oh man, this man hand feels so good <laughs> on my dick right now. I know. Oh, my own man hand feels good <laughs> on my dick. <laughs> It's so warm. It's great. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I've actually never thought about it like that, where you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to feel my hand on my dick. <laughs> I was trying to explain. Who the fuck was it? But either way, that's, that's irrelevant. But it was. I was trying to explain to them, like, you're not imagining the hand. Yeah. It's once you're in imagination mode, that is a pussy. Yeah. That's exactly what that shit is. Yeah, totally. I uh, Man, there was a time in my life where uh, I got so obsessed with jerking off. Oh, before I get into that, you ever watch Scrambled Porn? What the you know, fuck? you know, it's like it's like uh, where you change a channel and it goes oh, for a yeah, second, yeah yeah, 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 and then you see like a titty for a half a second, or, a, or you hear a, eh. exciting. So one time, so my parents, you know, they always used to go to uh, these karaoke parties at all their old Thai friends' houses, right? And they would have to take me because they didn't have a sitter. I was the only child, blah blah blah. So I would just fucking be walking around doing whatever. They'd be downstairs getting drunk, singing karaoke, and one day I remember going upstairs to this guy's house watching TV in their room, and then I changed the channel, I changed the channel, I went from channel one, and as soon as I hit channel like zero, it was like a titty. I was like, oh my God, scrambled porn. Oh my God, this is amazing. And I just remember going back and forth, see, like going, like I would put uh, the channel as the previous channel, so I could just hit the previous button over and over again, it would go titty, groan whatever and i i fucking laid down on his bed and jacked off to it <laughs> okay almost there uh, uh, i remember watching uh you remember that movie species oh of course bro dog that was probably one of the best jack off sessions of my life species was amazing yeah just her running around naked for like the first half she was so fu- i don't even remember the actress's name but she was so Fucking fine. Yeah, I uh, I've jerked off to some weird shit, man. There is a a movie called Piano that came out. Um, it, it was it, it was a ca- Academy Award winning movie. That's why my parents bought it. They would always buy like you know the like. I'm trying to picture how you would jack off to this movie called Piano. Well, here's the thing. So Piano was about a um, a, a either deaf or mute or both. I think she was I think she was mute, but she could hear. And she could play the piano. And this guy um, hired her to t- for her to teach him how to play piano or something like that. And he ended up falling in love with her. But there were all these sex scenes in it. 
but like really like artsy, romantic sex scenes, man. And I would just wait for my parents to go away and I'd fucking put piano in and just remind, rewind that scene over and over again because there was no internet. There was no Pornhub. Your dad's just like, my son is an artist. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching these films. I like my son. And all of a sudden you're just like, you know, you know, I'm jacking off this shit right now. Jacking off to all the things. I remember um, being a little kid not a little kid, but getting older. Cause then, you know, like I said, I used to draw and I remember drawing, um, like my dad would let me look at his, um, his art photography books. So it was a lot of nude figure drawings and nude photography. You're the most craftiest fucking masturbator I've ever been. <laughs> you, if there's a will, there's a wang. Yes. A hundred percent. And trust me, there was a will. Um, and I remember even um, drawing like naked women. And um, I remember the first time I actually drew like the little coochie line, a little coochie split in there, you know? And then I remember, I think- I'm gonna jack off to this later. No, I didn't jack off to it, but I remember being in bed. Um, my room was closed, my door was closed. And I, he- I heard my parents looking at my drawings, talking about how like, oh, oh, he's like getting curious about this type of thing now, you know? You know, I got, fuck- I got fucked up from this shit. I wasn't even watching porn, dude. <laughs> I wasn't even looking up porn. I was smart. Whenever I wanted to see porn, I would go to my friend's house and he would just download shit for me, right? Okay. So I was really crap. My, my father's a pastor. So, you know, if I'm watching porn, he's going to fucking stab me. Yeah. So I uh, remember Napster back in the day when we would download music. Mm-hmm. So this is before they had like ad blockers. Okay. And this is like ad blo- blockers started rolling out soon after when people were getting these random pop-ups, like porn pop-ups. It would pop up everywhere i was downloading a boys to men song on napster right okay but with that fucking boys to men song came fucking porn pop-ups like crazy and so my you know we had a a computer that we would share in the living room and i was just downloading fucking r&b music (laughs) so i didn't know but the next day my dad comes up he didn't he wasn't even mad this fool just started roasting my ass really so you like porn and i'm like what what do you mean he was like (laughs) My mom was like, I clicked on the computer and there was just, just ass. This is how she did it to crack me up. I still remember that she goes, she's saying this in Korean too. She goes, do you like ass where it goes like this? Boom, 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 boom. And we went to the computer and it was porn pop-ups from the fucking Boys to Men song. End of the road is what I was downloading. Yeah. And it was popping up all over the fucking place because they, when, when the shit, when the file was downloaded, every time you clicked a pop-up ad at the time, it would open up seven more. Oh, I hated that. So it crashed the fucking computer. Yeah. It was a virus. It was a porn virus. Yeah. And I got blamed for watching porn, which I did, just not at the house. Hilarious. And I got blamed for that shit. I was so pissed. I was like, I might as well just watch fucking porn at the house now. Cause it sucks. So what's funny is now, you know, ever since I moved out, like my dad's been using my old computer uh-huh. and he's like, um, and I have to give him fucking tips on which porn sites are safe to go to because he's clicking on random shit, trying to watch dirty shit. And it's like, and he's getting viruses on his computer. I'm like, no uh-huh. dad, just go to these select few. You're good with these, you know? That's so funny. Your dad still watches porn. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's so fun because like I, I, I'm hoping that when I get older, my libido dies a little bit because like I feel like when you, when a man's horny, it kind of fucks up our life choices a lot. <laughs> like I, I can't focus. Man, let me tell you something, dog. I always used to talk to Rick, especially when I was going through like my like my crazy just groupy stage where yeah. I was just kind of doing whatever. I felt like I would tell Rick, I'm like, man, if I just could focus this energy into other things, I would have like written a book already. You would have like... cured cancer. <laughs> like the willpower that you have to find fucking porn, to stash it somewhere, <laughs> to find that one tape that you woke up in the middle of the night. If you could harness that to f- cure COVID, <laughs> 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 the next day the fucking virus would be gone, dude.
Corbona. Corbona. <laughs> Corbona virus. I used to go to. Here, here's how into it I was. When I first discovered like masturbating and like you know, of course back then I was just like humping pillows and shit. But when I <laughs> bye 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 bye. <laughs> rest I, in peace. Rest in peace, pops. When I first, not my dad, uh, John Witherspoon. When I first discovered masturbation, masturbation, I would go to this website called jerkinworld.com. Never heard of that one. Jerkinworld used to give you tips on different ways to to jack off, and um, it was like some of it would some of some of it was good and some of it was like weird. I remember um, one of the tips that I tried, what which which felt good but was like just too much to clean up afterwards, was um, use a banana peel. Cause the inside of the banana was like an, like like lube, like good lube, and yeah. then you could just jerk off into the peel and just throw it away. You know what I'm saying? But that's how they describe it to you. But what they didn't tell you was like all the little fucking bits from the Fiber. inside. Yeah, it would come off on your dick. You know, and you got to wash off and shit. Yeah. What the fuck? I've never heard of. It. I remember I used to go to E Bombs World, mm-hmm. and they would have like weird porn games. Hmm. Was it was it E Bombs World? It was the one with those those stick figure fucking shit. Um, yeah, yeah, Ebum's World. Yeah, yeah, I think so. They would have like weird fucking porn games where you could play like play out scenarios on there. Really? Ah, oh, man, I miss porn, dude. When it was when it was fun and exciting, now it's just too accessible. Everybody could just watch whatever the fuck they want. These kids are spoiled, man. You don't even know, man. That's why you, uh, you know, that's why I like to look up weird shit when I'm looking. Dog, up porn. You, that Japanese porn though is a little odd for me, man. Um, too much uh, hair. You know, I think it's endearing. <laughs> I think it's sweet. I don't mind hair, but it's like the amount is a little too much. It's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, you know what's crazy? Here's what's fucking crazy lately, David. So, um, I've been coming across Japanese porn, right? Where they're shaved. Not only are they shaved, not blurry. Oh, really? Uncensored Japanese porn. They're being a little more progressive now. Takes the next level. I... I was watching this little little docu-series about how Japanese cartoon porn was developed. Okay. Right? So Japanese cartoon porn, you know, with the whole tentacle shit. Yeah, hentai. Yeah, so the hentai, this motherfucker's an expert. <laughs> <laughs> so a hentai, you guys can fact check this if you want, but it was, it was a quick docu-series I was watching. But they're, the artist who developed hentai porn with the tentacle shit, he's still around and he's still doing like hentai, like tentacle porn. And the reason why that was is because because tentacles aren't a dick. Yeah. It was a loophole to, to watch uncensored fucking porn uh-huh. for him to, to create or distribute it. <sighs> Because it was a it was a tentacle instead, so that's how tentacle porn hentai shit started developing. Interesting. So, because if you would do, I guess it would be categorized as like nude filth if it was like a dick going inside. Mm. But if you have it as a tentacle, like it's an octopus fucking this girl, it's a different story. Interesting. How weird! And it became a whole fucking thing. It's a whole fucking thing. I can't watch cartoon porn though. It's a little. I never got into it. It's hard to. It's, it's weird. It's a little weird for me. I tell you what, I've watched. I've watched a Bob's Burger porn parody. Where it's Bob and Linda having sex. Like the cartoon or, the, or people playing No, people playing the characters. How the fuck do they do that? Here's what I do sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I'm so... I, I love finding different shit to jerk off to. So one category that you can just look up and you can come across gold is if you just look up parody on Pornhub or whatever website. And you can find shit like... I saw a lit avatar porn. Where they were all in fucking blue and like prosthetics to look like the avatar people, but they were having sex. It was tight. 
<laughs> That's a little fucking weird. <laughs> I know they have the Pirates, the, the one that they spent the most money on ever was the Pirates of the Caribbean porn parody. Really? Yeah, that was the most expensive porn uh, ever put out. It was, really? like, it was like a few million dollars. Just what? To put, yeah. It had uh, some really popular people on there, though. Wow. Like that, Johnny Depp. Don, Johnny Depp was in there. It was the actual cast members. <coughs> They're just like literally face-fucking the shit out of these girls. I mean, it's, it's, the parody shit's cool because it's, it's shit you would um, always kind of fantasize about, but you never get to watch. Like, I've seen Married with Children parody porn. Um, we just do deep fakes now, though. Deep fakes. Oh, I love it. I was, you know, I kind of felt a little bad because <laughs> when the whole deep fake thing happened... Uh, I remember we were talking about it on JK News, yeah. and there was a celebrity that wrote how violated they felt that their face was used on right. these. And I was like, I can understand that. Totally. I'm still masturbating to it though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I can say this right now that you are being masturbated to frequently, even without the deep fake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's facts. It's crazy because deep fakes. Ah, Technology, deepfake technology is, is wild, man. Yeah. Because when you see the really good ones, and now I'm talking about even beyond the porn shit. Have you seen the one where? It's 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 um Bill Hader. Um you familiar? Uh from Oh when he does the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. So fucking turns good. into Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's doing the Arnold impression and then he switches to the Tom Cruise impression and his face turns into Tom Cruise. That shit's crazy, bro. I wonder who started that and how how they like uh kind of made it into they give a tutorial on how to do it so anybody can make them now. I see. I wanna see can somebody do a deep fake with me? Like I think that'd be so funny. Put him in a porn where he's fucking some other girl, <laughs> but it's a large black man. <laughs> this is his face on it. <laughs> Specifically the man who passed away, the uh, coronavirus. Oh my thing. God. Have you seen that deep fake of Mike Tyson, but it's all the Family Matters characters? Yeah. <laughs> That's just so cool. No, the best one is when they put Mike Tyson on uh, the, the, the body of a little girl. It's fucking funny, dude. Right. Hilarious. Okay, gay porn deep fake me and David. <laughs> <laughs> dog, don't say that shit. It's gonna be on Reddit immediately. <laughs> That's so wild, dog. Um, I was gonna ask you uh, just just to completely go back into the conversation. Um, why were you in college so long before you dropped out? <laughs> uh, my parents, they oh, were okay. kind of like pressuring me. Like I only wanted to get a degree just because my it was the only way to like kind of satisfy my dad's like want Same of me to finish college. Yeah. But then my mom was always supporting me on the side. She goes, just get the degree and then do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know, she was like, just just get the degree, move on, and then let your dad, you know, have his piece or whatever with it. But then it just took too long. It's like I don't want to do this. Like it's too hard to find to figure out what I want to do. Yeah. You know, people will tell you uh, it takes. Like you graduate college in four years, it does not take four years unless unless you're going to a very um. There's certain colleges that are very strict on keeping you on track. Yeah. Like LMU specifically, they are very like I heard because I know some people that went to LMU. They're very like all about getting you out in four years. Yeah. You know, for me, not only did I change majors, but what happened was when I was going to college is when the YouTube shit really started popping off. Yep. So I didn't want to quit school. So I was still doing these college shows or doing these performances and traveling, going here and there. But I was like, I would register for a full semester of classes in the beginning of the year. And by the end, I would drop like half of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what, what ended up happening was every semester, I would be taking just like two classes, maybe three. So everything was getting very stretched out. And I finally got to the point where um, I think the first time I had shows in Australia, um, it was the first week of the new semester. And I was like, I can either go to class or I can go to Australia for the first time in my whole life. And I was like, 
Kelsey Long Beach is still going to be there. I'm going to go to Australia. Fuck it, dude. You're good. Yeah. So I took the semester off, right? Took the semester off, did the fucking shows, had a blast in Australia. And then I was like, "Mm, I'll take another semester off because shit was popping, you know? And then I ended up taking a year off and then I took two years off and then I just never went back. The the idea for me was too that I I forgot what it was, but it's like your units or credits last for like four years or something. Mm. I was like, if shit doesn't work out, I just go back and I finish up my last fucking three credits and then I'll have my degree. Fuck it. Oh, it's only four years? It was like four or five years. So my shit's gone now? Yeah, your shit's gone, dude. You have to start back from zero again. Shit. Yeah, so when I I figured out the, the time span, I was like, oh, if you know, if shit doesn't pop off, you know, the next two, three years. Yeah. Whatever, I'll go back and I'll finish up my three fucking units and I'll get my degree. Who the fuck cares? In my mind, I always thought they would be there forever. Oh, no, you're done. Ah. You are now You are now a simpleton, just ah. like I am. Well, here's what I've always wanted to do, too. Okay, so um, I, I love reality television and I've always wanted to... Um, when I was younger, I always wanted to be on the real world. That was my, my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized, like, I'd rather like act you know what i'm saying and really be in movies and stuff like that so maybe i shouldn't be on reality tv because you know I, yeah <clears throat> it kind of gives you a little like stigma you know so but I, did i ever tell you when i went on the uh, meeting with uh buna murray productions who uh okay so buna murray they they produce real world road rules all the og reality shows right and i remember one time i had a meeting with them just just to kind of uh pick each other's brains you know and i told them hey you know i actually i used to really want to be on real world um, and then they told me at the meeting, they were like, oh, you would have got casted 100%. You definitely would have gone real world. 100%. And, oh, wow. then I, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, good thing I didn't, <laughs> good thing I didn't audition because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then I would be a fucking real world star, you know? It's, it's weird when people are on reality TV and I, I get, I get tripped out sometimes when people who decide to be on reality TV and that's what they're known for. And they're like, I'm more than a reality TV star. It's like, you're not though. Like, it's just it's when hard. you, yeah, it's hard, man. Especially like when, once you cross over that, that, that line, I feel like. People are always going to remember you as a reality TV star. You yeah, know? you have uh, to really show out to remove that. Yeah, totally. And you know, with the exception of a couple, like Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Chung, she was on the Real World. That's right. Um, but I always told myself that okay, now that I really want to be a real actor, here's what I'm gonna do. Right, I'm gonna do this shit, and then after I'm super popping, win awards, all that shit, and then when I fall off, when I'm like, I don't know, fifty. I'm going to do a reality show where I go back to school to get my degree. That's perfect. Or Dancing with the Stars. Or Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> or um, VH1 used to have this show called uh, Surreal Life. So, wait, something. It, it, was, it was a bunch of like, you know, old celebrities in a house together. Like Flavor Flav was on that shit. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> what was it? Flavor of Love? Flavor of Love was my shit. Have you ever watched Flavor of Love? I only watched a few episodes. Bro, that's such, that's like, in terms of trash reality shows, that was the best. The best thing that ever happened because of Flavor of Love was his fucking roast. Oh. One of the most brutal roasts I've ever seen in my life, dude. Mm-hmm. Because not only was he roasted, Carrot Top was roasted even more than he was. <laughs> that shit was, somebody said that he looked like Kathy Griffin on steroids. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, dude. Would you ever uh, do a reality show? Um, I would do Terrace House. What's that? Terrace House is a Japanese reality TV show. It's like the most popular reality TV show right now on Netflix. Yeah, and it's about like Japanese people just living together, but it's not it's not dramatic in the sense of it's like fabricated. Mm. It's it's very natural just watching these people exist. Like you people when they first watch it, it's very calm, right? Because they you know, they're still very Japanese and like their culture. Like when they talk to each other, they don't look at each other. They kind of stare away like this. Mm. But there's just like 
Watching how they interact is so fucking fascinating. It's my favorite, favorite show of all time right now. Have you been watching 90 Day Fiance? Okay, 90 Day Fiance is some other shit. <laughs> I just watched a clip that Joe sent me of this guy. Big Ed. Yes. With yes. The, with the Filipino girl, right? Yes. That shit was so... What is he? Did you watch... I'm, I'm going to assume that the clip you watched was Shave Your Legs or Give Me a Kiss. Was it that one? No. Oh, okay. Which one did you watch? <laughs> it, it was... It was uh, him trying to get her to get an STD test. Oh, and then, and then she goes... And she gets pissed? She gets fucking mad, dude. She's like, I do not want to talk to you. You do not understand me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the perfect impression, dude. And she starts speaking like Tagalog yes. and shit. She's she goes, so pissed. Yeah, yeah. Putang in the You do not understand me. I do not want to talk to you. <laughs> so, was... So another clip that's viral right now is, um, and mind you, this is the day after they smashed because they fucking smashed. So like, okay, so just to break down the episode for you, because, you know, I've been watching the producers are asking Rose, they're like, so how was your night with Ed? What happened? She's like, we just uh, cuddled and went to sleep. Right. And then they're like, is that all that happened? She's like, I don't want to say. Right. And then they asked Big Ed and Big Ed's like. I'm on cloud nine right now. Last night we uh, we made love, we made love, oh and uh, yeah, I just I feel amazing. So now they're in bed, they're talking, and he's like, "Hey, um, maybe um, maybe you should uh, maybe want to shave your legs." And uh, she's like, "What? Why?" And he's like, uh, "Just because you know, it's because you know, I just think you know, it just reminds me of I don't know. It's just you know, it's like it's kind of like it's like my beard, you know. It's like, and then so so." Then he's like, shave, okay, shave your legs or, or give me a kiss. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. She goes and shaves her legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, of course, I'm going to shave my legs. Are you crazy? I'm going to kiss you. I already had sex with you. Putang, are you crazy? Putang in a no. Putang in a no. Yeah, man. He's a, does he have some type of degenerative disease? Is that why he, he has a, such a thick neck? Okay, because I, I just thought he was just a weird-looking guy at first, but then I was looking at him, I'm like, that doesn't look normal. No, he's 4'11", and he has that. <laughs> <laughs> and he has whatever's wrong with his neck. And he also, here's some funny shit that cracked me up. <laughs> he has, so he's, he's spending her, a night with, his, with her family for the first time ever, and <laughs> he like, and she's literally, like, she's in like a fucking, like a hut of a house you know what i'm saying like like her mattress is like a fucking thin thing like there's like the wires are everywhere there's there's leaky roof and shit like um like not the nicest part of the philippines right and so he's about to spend the night in her house and he's like i have a skin condition where i can only sleep with sheets that are a thousand thread count and he's like and he's like i shipped the sheets to her house ahead of time just in case but you know since she lives in like this area it never got here and he's like so i'm screwed so now he's like fucking just like so he's literally just like sleeping like this on the floor dog and then the lights the electricity goes out and the fucking fan stops and he's like eh, that's great <laughs> 90 day fiance is fucking crazy but the, he he went to the philippines to marry to live in the philippines no, he's trying to no. bring her back, right? Yeah, he's trying to bring her back, but he went there to make a good impression on her family and just kind of make sure her dad approves and shit like that. Oh, I mean, at this point, it's just take my daughter to America. No, dude, the dad was very... Oh, so first of all, he's the same age as her dad or like maybe even older. Oh, and so the dad was very like weary of everything, but 
you know, um, who knows what's going to happen next, dude. I, the, for sure. I mean, she's like, this is a very crappy situation. He's going to take my daughter to a better life. I'm going to have to sacrifice. I'll, I'll put up with some, some no neck D. That <laughs> dude was fucked. Give me a kiss or shave your legs. Okay, I'm going to shave my legs. She got a torch and started torching her legs off. <laughs> you want me to cut my legs off? I cut my legs off if you want. There was a picture that was going on Twitter. I'll show you afterwards of um, people that were, people were saying it was, it was it, they, they were quoting uh, shave your legs or give me a kiss. And it was a picture of um, this fucking 3D render of what humans would look like if we evolved to prepare for collisions for like car crashes and uh i gotta show you dog it's it's pretty <laughs> it's it's hilarious and they're saying that's what he looks like yeah yeah it's pretty accurate oh poor guy though yeah poor I mean, guy i mean he seems like a nice guy i mean he's i'm sure he's dealt with his, his entire life you know what I'm and saying? he's like socially he probably has never kissed a girl well no, no no he has a 29 year old daughter he was married once before what in the fuck is going on he was married once before had a daughter they divorced after two years because he was unfaithful he cheated on a lady? Yes, dude. With what? Who knows? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Probably a hooker, though. <laughs> but definitely paid. Maybe. Or maybe they just love Big Ed, dude. Or maybe he's lying. <laughs> I was the unfaithful one. I was getting <laughs> so much puss. I couldn't stop getting pussy. It was crazy. Well, he's a photographer from San Diego. Just so you know. Oh, maybe he used his Me Too powers on a young lady. Maybe. I just can't give him credit just from what he says. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. He's de- okay. He's definitely uh, his approach is. Uh, and it's not his looks. It's his, his how socially awkward he is. Yeah, yes, it's very cringy, yeah. very uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. So I because uh, uh, when he tries to get around to a topic, he just can't say it. So you know, it, it, I I don't know if you've been I, if you uh, it's getting, but that's all, folks. So- like, fuck, man. How far did you watch? How, how much of a, how did that clip end that you watched? Uh, it was, it was her just being really irritated at him. Okay, so that, that whole segment ends with, like, he apologizes. He, um, she's like, he's like, uh, he gets her a hotel room at a different hotel because she's pissed, doesn't want to sleep with him. He puts her in a cab. He fucking, like, flings the door of the cab. He's, he's pissed too. And then the producer's like, what, ha- what just happened, Ed? And he's like, I don't, I do not believe in love. And then he walks away. He's <laughs> like, I no longer believe in love. And then he walks away crying. What the fuck? <laughs> do they make up after though? Yes. And then the next day, or like, he kind of, you know, feels bad. He writes her a whole apology in Tagalog uh, with a little translator to show like respect or whatever the fuck. Invites her to like some cafe so they can meet up and talk about it. And she comes. Her voice throws me off. It sounds like she's been smoking her whole life and she's talking to that stick through her throat. <laughs> she's just angry, dude. That's her, her normal talking voice. is a little odd for such a tiny little frame. You do not understand me. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Don't want to talk to you. Do not understand me. Hey, putangina mo, okay? Putangina lumpia. God damn it. So fucking funny. How much time we at? We're an hour and four minutes already? That's fast. Oh, shit. All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching No Chaser Podcast. <laughs> um, make sure you watch David's podcast, too. Genius Brain. Um, anything else? No, nah, man. Just watch the Genius Brain podcast, David So Comedy, everything else, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you all next time. And if you didn't know, um, episodes of Send Foods are still going up on Thrillist. They're just, you know, we, we can't travel, so we're just eating in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
which is cool. Thursdays. Love you, bye. Uh, thank you for watching Nochi's Podcast. I'm Tim Chantarangsu. I'm Ricky Shucks. And I'm Nikki Blaze. There's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment, expecting to be the center of attention, and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be. You know, instead of listening to you intently, asking you how you feel and helping you along, the doctor is just checking their watch, ready to get out of there. Well, on ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you and listen to you to prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. So no more playing Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Tim and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Tim. ZocDoc.com slash Tim.